and thank you for listening to my podcast. I'm Sylvie and I am a fitness trainer who helps women become stronger, enjoy their fitness journey with no unreasonable restrictions, fall in love with training and become more confident in their abilities and power. In this podcast, I will talk a lot about training, the approach to training, nutrition and mindset. Before we start, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss my next episode and check out my Instagram where I share a lot of valuable tips. You can find the link in the description below. So let's start now! Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Stronger with Sylvie podcast. In this episode I will talk about five fitness trends that you can see on social media and I will explain to you which are worth trying or have meaning and which are just a waste of time and I recommend you skip them. Fitness on social media grew rapidly over the last few years and I was part of that growth. And as with any other growth, there are good parts of it and unfortunately also bad or very unfortunate part of the growth. If you are following me for some time, uh, you probably noticed that I do not really get into trends. I try not to promote trends and I highly value individuality when it comes to fitness, nutrition or just overall well-being. At the end of the day, trends are just trends and I believe that it is better to focus on what works for you rather than what's popular on social media. So in this episode, I will be looking at five trends that I noticed over time on social media and try to explain to you if they are okay or if they aren't okay, uh, why I think that and also bring some aspects of my highly valued individuality into them. So the first trend is dry scooping pre-workout. Yeah, I apparently decided to start here. <laughs> dry scooping of pre-workout. To explain this to hosts who were lucky enough to avoid seeing this trend, this means that you take a scoop of your pre-workout, put it in your mouth and after that you have a sip of water, mix the pre-workout in your mouth and swallow it. Yum. I can immediately tell you that this trend is just a waste of your time and I highly recommend avoiding it. Why? Simply because it has no deeper meaning and it was just created to catch attention and clicks and views on social media. There is no reasoning behind it at all. If you are using pre-workout before your training, whether it is caffeine-based pre-workout or stimulants-free pre-workout, I recommend mixing it with water in your shaker or water bottle and drinking it as you would drink anything else. There have been several occasions where dry scooping went really bad and I am not even surprised. If you ever saw how pre-workout looks, uh, it is basically a powder. And have you ever tried putting a dry powder in your mouth? I did and it didn't go well. <laughs> to elaborate on this because it is quite a funny story. I always loved cocoa when I was little and my mom always used to, um, uh, used to do for me a warm cup of cocoa and um, I thought that I can just scoop a cocoa powder and it will taste as good as it does when I drink it. Um, and I, my mom tried to convince me otherwise, but I didn't listen, of course. So I took the cocoa powder you use for baking, scooped a big spoon of it and put it in my mouth. And I started choking and coughing immediately and the cocoa powder was just ended up being all over our kitchen. So I learned my lesson and I understand now that putting a dry powder into your mouth is a very stupid idea and you can choke on it, you can breathe it in and you can cause some very horrible things. 
So yeah, I don't recommend uh, trying this trend and I just recommend you avoiding it completely. And unfortunately, I cannot even include any individuality when, when I'm talking about dry scooping. If you are in a situation where you, for example, forget the bottle you use for mixing your pre-workout, I would rather you either buy a bottle of water from the vending machine in the gym or just not to have your pre-workout that day. There is really no reason for dry scooping. I can't see any reason. I cannot come... I thought about it for several minutes and I cannot come up with a situation where dry scooping would actually be a solution. So yeah. I hope this trend goes away as quickly as it appeared. The second trend I want to talk about is bulking followed by cutting vicious cycle. So to explain this trend a little bit more, I often see people on social media going through several bulking and cutting phases in a row. They bulk for 12 weeks on very high calories, then they cut on low calories for next 12 weeks, then again back to uh, bulking and eating lots of calories for 12 weeks and then back to cutting and so on, so on and so on. They basically circle between bulking and cutting and spend no time whatsoever in maintenance. If you aren't familiar with the terms I'm using, let me explain so it's a little bit more clear to you. Bulking is a term that we use when we are purposely eating in a calorie surplus, which leads to weight gain. This is done purposely when you want to maximize uh, your muscle growth. You can decide how long you um, you can decide how long your bulk will be and how many calories over your maintenance calories you will eat. If you overestimate it and eat loads of calories above your maintenance, you will gain muscles, but also quite a lot of fat because you are still eating in calorie surplus. If you are bulking on calories that are slightly over your maintenance calories, you will gain muscles and also some fat, but significantly less of it. However, muscle growth takes time and the more experienced lifter you are, the more time muscle growth takes. That is the sad reality of it. Cutting is a term we use when we are purposely eating in a calorie deficit, which leads to weight loss. If you are eating in a very aggressive calorie deficit, you will lose fat, but also muscles. If you are eating in a reasonable calorie deficit, you will mainly lose fat. Cutting is just another term uh, for dieting or being on a diet. Your main desire when cutting is to lose fat. Maintenance is a term that uh, we use when we are eating roughly the amount of calories our body needs to maintain how we look now. Um, if I refer to the calories in calories out equation here, it would be calories in equals to calories out when we are in the maintenance. However, I think that maintenance is extremely underrated and I will explain why in a moment. Uh, so to get back to this trend now, we are familiar with the terms I'm using. I don't think this trend is a bad in its essence. I just think it's extremely overrated uh, and overmarketed on social media. It definitely has its purpose for so many people, especially professional athletes or people preparing for any kind of competition. But I think um, it's not necessary for everyday gym goers which majority of us are and I'm a fitness coach but I still consider myself being a, just a everyday gym goer because I don't train for any competition I don't train for any sport so so yeah <laughs> 
why do I think all this? Well, as I mentioned earlier, building muscle takes time. If you want to maximize muscle growth and spend some time in a calorie surplus, I recommend eating in a small surplus and keeping your calories just slightly above your maintenance calories. And the most important part of this is I recommend doing this for several months, not only 12 weeks. You can be in a small surplus for a year and because the surplus will be only small, you will gain muscles. Yes, you will gain a little bit of fat. There is nothing wrong with that. But the longer you, are, you spend bulking, the more results you will see and the more muscle growth you will see. 12 weeks of bulking on ridiculous calories immediately follow, followed by cutting aren't simple as, as effective. It doesn't mean that the more you eat, the, the more muscles you will gain. This equation doesn't work here. And I also want to touch on spending more time on um, your maintenance calories because you don't always have to cut or bulk. You can just be happy as you are and focus more on improving your performance. You can and will probably achieve some body recomposition even when you are maintaining anyway. I just want to stress that even though some trends on social media may maybe show you that you either have to be cutting or bulking, you really don't have to. You don't have to be constantly going through some phases and going from one extreme to another extreme. If you want to commit to maximizing muscle growth, let's do it, but let's be reasonable with it. If you want to commit to losing some fat, let's do it, but let's be reasonable with it. If you want to learn not to focus that much on how you look, but want to prioritize your performance, let's do this. So yeah, to summarize my rant here, I think cutting and bulking 12 weeks phases are very overrated for the general population and that there are better and more effective ways how you can achieve the same goal. However, I can see how this phasing helps professional athletes or perhaps people preparing for any kind of competition. So the third trend that I want to talk about is training to be strong, not to be skinny. Recently, I saw several reels where girls shared their old videos saying they no longer train to be skinny, followed by their new videos saying that now they train to be strong. And I both love and I don't like this at the same time. I love it for them because in the old videos you can clearly see that they were underweight and malnourished compared to current videos where they have more fat on them and look much healthier. A side note, yes, for us ladies, it is necessary to carry a little bit more fat and not to be extremely shredded. And I love it for them. Um, and I love it because it often means that they also overcame some eating disorder or maybe some very restrictive or disordered habits. The only thing I don't like about this is the terminology. To be fair, I try to get this message across on a daily basis too. I just much more prefer saying stuff like performance over, over, performance over aesthetics or simply just highlighting how awesome it is to train to feel stronger and more energized and stop focusing on constantly trying to change the way you look. So yeah, I realized that this might just be annoying for me and that others might really prefer saying strong over skinny. For me, it just creates another way how to shame certain people who maybe are feeling like they are the skinny ones in this situation and it can easily be quite demotivating for them. 
But overall, I fully approve of focusing more on your performance and challenging yourself and your limits in the gym to become stronger and simultaneously in focusing on improving your relationship with food and perhaps eating more if that's what the individual needs. Um, so I love the message this sends and I fully approve of it. I just wish it would be sometimes articulated in a little bit different way. Fourth trend that I want to talk about is talking in absolutes. Talking in absolutes when it comes to fitness is always a red flag for me. Fitness, training and nutrition are so, so, so individual that saying that something is the best solution to something is just rubbish. My probably the most frequent initial answer to any question is, well, it depends. You can't give someone advice without knowing more about them and their situation. You have to ask more questions. So that's why it depends is such a common answer. And there are very few occasions where I would actually consider giving you an answer that is very black and white. There is no best exercise for fat loss. There is no worst way how to do squats. There is no best option that suits everyone. There might be the best option for you for this certain situation, but, but it might as well be very shitty option for the person right next to you. And to be honest, I had to learn this too. At the beginning of my fitness journey, I talked a lot in absolutes and I did not realize how highly individual everything is until I learned it. So some people on social media who are posting and talking in absolutes might just not realize how wrong it is and they have to learn it yet. Or maybe they are just doing it for clicks. That is an option too. <laughs> However, anytime you come across some post that talks um, about training, training tips, nutrition tips or anything like that, um, and it is very black and white and it doesn't consider the gray area at all. Just be cautious about it and maybe ask yourself if this is relevant to your situation and how you can individualize this advice. So talking in absolutes for me is a trend that is not worth your time. There are very few occasions where talking in absolutes is actually helpful, but I recommend focusing more on the gray area and individuality. And this is exactly why I am here as a fitness coach, to help you silence the noise of social media and understand what solutions are the best for you and your situation. The last trend that I want to talk about is the 12-3-30 workout. For those who aren't familiar with this trend, it is a treadmill-based cardio where you walk on incline 12, 3 miles per hour for 30 minutes. Hence why it's named 12-3-30. This is a typical zone 2 cardio where you are challenging yourself but are still able to catch your breath and actually survive it. An inclined treadmill walk can be really great for challenging your stamina, your lungs and heart if you enjoy it. The only problem I have with this trend is that it's marketed as the best way to lose fat on a treadmill or that it's better than running. First, it doesn't really matter if you do 12, 3, 30 or 10, 5, 25. To lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. The amount of time you spend on treadmill doing an inclined walk doesn't matter that much. Fat loss depends on loads of factors, not only on your treadmill walk. The second part of this is, is it actually better than running? For some people who cannot run, it might be. 
but some people really hate walking on a treadmill and prefer running or would rather go out for a walk in nature. The marketing of this workout goes back to my previous point, talking in absolutes. 12-3-30 might be a great form of cardio for some people. Yes, it can help you with fat loss if until now you did no cardio at all. However, it isn't some magic constellation of numbers. You can do any other form of cardio workout that challenges you and that you perhaps enjoy much more because the enjoyable part of it is super important. If you enjoy it, you are more likely to stick to it. So if you love 12-3-30 as a workout, go for it. Just remember that using absolutes when it comes to training isn't the best idea and even this is highly individual. So in this episode, I summed up my thoughts about five fitness trends I keep seeing all over social media. I would like to hear your thoughts about them too. You can let me know if you agree with me or if you have a different opinion about something on my social media. You can find links to them in the description below. I hope you enjoyed it and let me know if there are any other fitness trends you keep seeing and you want me to talk about.